0: Morning. we don't even need to clap no no clapping we're uh sitting on my couch my house socially didn't sting he's a meter he's a meter yeah. cool cool and we're at uh what are you guys talking about what are you guys talking about so this may be the the first and maybe the last for how late it's going on because ed came over to for a sleepover today um And um that started like four hours ago. <laughs> Whoa, no.
1: And now it's, it's like 11 to
0: 15, and I have work tomorrow. And, and Ed's like, dude, you know you have work tomorrow. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> so anyways, thank you so much for joining us again, guys. We're doing a second special episode on Dandelions. Now, let me explain why. It, it is because I'd like to talk about myself some more. But, you know, I, I listened to the first one. I sent it out to a bunch of my filmmaking friends, and they really kind of enjoyed not only the enthusiasm we have for this film, because, you know, get no lie about it. I'm so excited to talk about this film, but also like some of the tips that we talked about, they said were helpful. And two things we didn't really go into detail with the first time around um, were the sound and the editing. And and both are really important and both kind of have some shout outs to other people as well, which I'd like to kind of include to make sure that they're recognized for the efforts that they made. And, and helping us on that so before we launch into talking about that guys let me just remind you you can find us at www.lovevictoriaproductions.com that's our main website with everything that's how you can contact us for work we're in a real we want to make music videos kick right now so please if you're a musician and you want a music video, um, and you're willing to work with us to make one with you, then we can do them um, rather quickly. They can be shot in a day if we have things planned out well enough. So, uh, but that's a way to get in contact with us, the way to see Dirty 20 videos, way to see the uh, other, whether you guys talk about podcasts and our other short films. We're also on social media on Facebook with Jason Schro, Edward Burgos, or the Love Victoria Productions page. We're on Instagram with Jazzy J. Schro and Anano LVP. We're on LinkedIn with a company page and my own personal page, which also has stuff about my day job, if you find interest in that. Um, And then we also have uh, Twitter accounts with uh, Mouth Love Victoria being mine and Inoski Prod being Ed. And more to come with that. At some point, we are going to be loading up Ed's previous production company onto the website. So you can see when I talk about his 15 years experience, just how good he was and the fun he had. While he was out in Certainly. Korea. That is true. Exactly. Fun was had. Fun was had. So I think that's all the stuff that you guys need to know. So please, as I said, make sure you like, subscribe, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can find us. Um, if you need us on a new platform, just let us know. We'll put you there if you have a preferred one we're not on. Um, but otherwise, please, thank you. Share this with your friends. We really do want to try to reach as many you know, new filmmakers as, as we can out there, because the idea with this is we, we don't know any more than really the next person. We're just constantly learning. Um, And we enjoy kind of talking about that with people because it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Bringing you along for the journey. So that's why we're going to do one more on, on Dandelions. And then we will go to Ex Machina because we've, Ed and I have actually had some really good talks today about how we could talk about that. The reason just to give you a bit of a, a teaser for next week the reason Ex Machina is a really important film for uh, you know, indie filmmakers to kind of look at is it's a, it's a, a, it looks like a really high production sci-fi film. Um, you know, I, I can't really go into full details on it unless I'm going to spoil the whole thing for you. and We won't do that until we actually do the podcast, in which case you hopefully will have watched it by then. Um, but it, it looks a lot more expensive than it was. What was the, the, the end budget on, on that? Um, I'm not too sure about that, but I know that it was
1: the director's first film. So okay. that tells you kind of a lot.
0: Okay. And, it's, and, and I guess to, to to put the precursor out there, it was a low budget film. So we're we're not talking low budget, like six figures though. We're talking probably between two and 5 million. If I remember correctly, we'll have the exact yeah. figure for you next week. But this film grosses 20 at the box office, which isn't a ton of money. That's not, Oh my God, 20 million. Right. You're okay. rolling in a dough, but it's a model and it's a model that at LVP we've, we've kind of been adopting to kind of say, this is where we want the company to go. And, and if you, you know, read about this stuff and you talk to people in the industry, this is kind of the path right now of the independent film. And it's just really amazing to see it in the sci-fi because when you have that kind of money for visual effects, which is what you're going to use in science fiction, then you um, have all that extra bit that you can do um, you know, with profits. And I think that's really the, the most interesting part about that is you know this film was made to look more than it was and engrossed about what people thought it would be. So, anyways, that's what we'll be covering next week, and we will be going into some of the things they did on you know keeping it low budget, how they did that, what their kind of outset was, and how maybe if we can find out a little bit of background on the director and how he got that first opportunity, given that it, you know it's a big first film and he made a splash hit with it. For sure,
1: I mean that's that's definitely we're going to talk about all that, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. But I gotta say, I'm super excited to talk about Dandelions.
0: Yes, yes, no, it, it will be doubly cool. So. I guess we we start right out by talking about the edit in general. And and I wanted to start kind of high level with this because I had to do a lot of kind of intensive reading. I want to say, for me, it was like over a 48-hour period. I had to kind of, you know, go through a crash course on what the editing process was. So for an indie filmmaker, the cool thing about editing is if you've ever done programming or made music before, it follows the same kind of pattern. You've got to put together the... Composite parts into something now that's wholesome, into something that people want to hear, or something people want to do, or the way you want it to work. And I did find the process of working with, I worked with Final Cut Pro. Um, I did shell out the money for it, guys. It's expensive, but I, it's number one purchase. So, yeah. Final Draft, I also have. I said, when I, you know, I saved up a long time to get my MacBook and those two pieces of software um, for about a year. I was putting away money for that. And I bought them almost all at once. But, you know, key pieces of software you need or you should have i really do think if you're going to be making films then go up to final cut pro for my movie my movie has a lot of great features and you can do a lot of things with it so if you can't afford it it's no big deal but the ease of putting together something like dandelions um in post edit with final cut was amazing and that's not me trying to get you to buy apple that's me being honest with you can i can i can i ask you a question yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, that's your first question. So. Yes.
1: Um, so obviously, you've done kind of music production in the past, and uh, when I started editing film, I'd never done anything like it before. So it wasn't necessarily the most kind of intuitive thing. Did you feel
0: that you know learning? Oh no, this is what I was telling Ed. Like even when I was using some of the other editors, it, it, you know, and I can't remember some of the DaVinci and it, it's it reminded me of you know final cut definitely reminded me of unity so unity is a uh, software writing system for making video games um and a lot of video games have been made that way a lot of low budget video games have been made through unity you'll see that little come up when you're you're know, playing it. it'll it be like the third or fourth thing that comes up that says made with unity it's free it's open source uh i believe it was made by the same people that did steam i believe it's Valve. That's component parts to make a video game, okay? Mm. All the different components, the programming, the, the art, the, all the different things. I played with that years ago when I was thinking about making a video game company that never came about, um, just because I, I would have had to kind of drop the job I had and go full on into it, because um, it wasn't the, the programming aspect that I could do on the side. Um, and yeah, Final Cut Pro, same kind of system. You have, I guess the best way to describe it is it's object-based You know, processing. So Mm. I need when you do any sort of project object base, you have different things that you use to pull into the Mm. main story. Right, but I I guess uh, the question is more:
1: Did you feel that it was a good tool to tell the story that you wanted to tell? Did you feel that you know it it helped you as a storyteller?
0: And that's, that's what I mean. I guess the approach that I had when it came to editing, it it was a lot like I had when I used to do music. So, and and, and maybe hopefully someday I'll get back into making music again. But when I used to, I used to do a lot of like DJ stuff, but like low grade DJ stuff. So like playing with tapes and splicing out sounds. And I mean, I I had this entire tape of like, it is a compilation of songs from video games. I like back when there was PlayStation. So this was me hooking up my analog four track into the PlayStation so I could record the song. And then it was like stuff from VHS movies. I remember I had Fatal Fury, had a movie, um, which was like one of the coolest fighting games back in the day. And it had this movie that had this awesome song in it. I recorded that song off the VHS and then spliced in different bits to it. My point is when I was doing things like that, it wasn't because I was trying to create a story. It was because I was trying to find a story. And I felt with editing... Even more so than when I was shooting. When I was mm-hmm, shooting, mm-hmm. I was creating the story. I was saying, yeah. you're going to walk here and you're going to do this. You're going to walk here. Now I've got all this stuff and I've got... It's funny, isn't it, though? Because it's almost like... Counterintuitive. Yes. You yes. would think it'd be the other way around. But yeah. when you have all this footage, and trust me, I had tons. That's how we went from one minute. So that's why I want to talk about the editing as well. Because the original cut was, and I did the original cut in about 24 hours, was literally sitting down and saying, what of this stuff can, ma- can I make into a one-minute story? Okay. And that's having a script that I roughly followed. You know, there were a couple extra scenes. I had a lot of extra footage, but it was saying what out of this. And I think that's the first basic role of editing. Get your first draft in into something. Okay. Cause otherwise you will spend years. It could be kind of going through everything and debating which cuts are better here and which are there, you know, put something together that, that, that makes a story and then see where you are with that. It might completely change. Ours did a couple of times where I pulled stuff out. There are a couple of experimental cuts where I was trying different shots and close-ups and things, which I was doing in VFX and it just didn't look right to me. Cause it wasn't, it was looking you more like
1: had, you had like specific shots, didn't you? That you, that you were trying to get, but in the moment you, you, you didn't or you couldn't, we talked about that last time. And
0: did you find that, in putting the, the the cut together, that
1: it was um, a problem. Like, sometimes when I've shot things and I've got to, like, improvise or I've got to say, like, oh, well, we just won't use this shot. We won't get that, blah, blah, And then I get into the edit and I'm like, oh, God, like, I need something there or I didn't get this
0: thing. No. So I think that was the benefit of the advice that Ed had given me before coming out. And again, this is, this is why I wanted to do the extra podcast. So... I'm the kinda of guy we've said this in the last podcast, I'm the kind of guy I do something and I've been doing it all night with Ed while he's having his sleepover with me. By the way, my wife is away for a week up with her my in-laws. We had a wonderful weekend up in Hull, but she is gone, so I have the been- man cave to myself yeah. so i was like having one of my best friends over because no one to tell us off please tell us we're being silly um, <laughs> and we have been very silly but i've been putting yeah and, and i've been pitching all night to add on different things which we've now created like a whole universe based out of dandelions <laughs> we have which is what i wanted to do tonight because <laughs> i just love this story um but you know one of the things that 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 um was going on was just when I come up with an idea, I'm like, it's there. Boom, this is what we're doing, Ed. And, and, and a lot of times, you know, Ed, give me some, you know, give me some, some, some love with this one. But a lot of times it's like, yeah, that's, wow. I don't know how you just came up with that, but we'll do that. I'm, like, I'm tooting my own horn, but yes, thank you very much. Yes, you are. But it's true. I, I grudgingly accept it. However, because he grudgingly accepts it sometimes, then we come to things like an edit. And the problem I had before I walked into the edit was I go to Ed and I say, I've got my shot, said." I'm going to make a shot list. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this, but I don't really need that much. And Ed was like, whoa. And he's like, I know you think you can shoot yourself for perfect coverage. And he was like, but listen, you're not someone who's, you know, overtly familiar with camera work. He's like, it would be better if you get more because you don't want to be searching around at the last minute. Now, what you'll learn about me through these podcasts and through me trying to share a little bit about becoming a filmmaker, I have to show you a bit of my personality. I'm a person that if you tell me something, I kind of do it Uber. Like, I just think it's the way my brain works. And so I'm like, I got to do this. So when we took coverage on dandelions and Ed can attest to this because we took a whole half day, it should have taken like two, three hours. We were out in the forest for six hours, you know, taking shots. My daughter was such a trooper. You know what I mean? We did have breaks because she's little, so we made sure we stopped for things and we brought plenty of food and snacks and everything. It was a big family adventure for us in the forest. So when I came home, I had, I mean, not six hours of footage, but. A fair chunk, yeah, at least you, over an you, hour of footage. You'd been out, you'd been chewing, and yeah, you had way more than a minute's worth of film. So, and for me, because of that, what happened is I went back to my shot list and I went back to my beats and I literally was able to create something in 24 hours. And I can tell you, I shot it right over to him. and I said, first cut's done, i let you know. And that's when Ed, you know, I, Ed's very supportive when he thinks I've done something well. And he's like, the dad I never had. No, <laughs> off- no offense, dad, no offense, love you. <laughs> But he was like, that was really cool. How did, how did you find the editing process? And I was like, I loved it because I had all this footage that didn't quite tell you a story. And then all of a sudden I chopped it up into something that told you a story.
1: I'll be honest. I was, I was worried for you because uh, like I say, I've, I've had shoots where I've gone, shot the thing. And then I've got to like now assemble it and it can, it can feel very overwhelming in the sense that you've got
0: so much stuff, and you just want to get something that makes sense, you know. And, and maybe I, I don't know. Now, this is me just throwing it out there because it worked really well. As I said, as we're creating Dandelions, the universe over here, because mm-hmm. um, things are snowballing. Because I can take the story and kind of take it more places, and that's helping me push it other places. And when we get Becky involved in this, I'm sure yeah, we we'll get it'll even go more places, other, further places. So, you know, we'll start writing comic books about it. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is it helps that I only had to find a minute. Right. And the mute that I got to say the song and I, 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 we're going to be talking about the sound, right? But- well, we can, and, and it's kind of difficult because the sound, that's why I said, we have to start with the editing because the sound is part of the edit. Mm. So that is part of the editing process. But for me, because I'm a junkie when it comes to sound and I love music and I miss all you dudes that are in music now that have cool jobs. And I talk to <laughs> you through Facebook. And I'm like, you're so cool. <laughs> Do you want to hang out with me? Rock and roll, rock and roll. We were in a band, remember? <laughs> That's exactly how it sounds on Facebook. Luckily, they can't hear on the other side. So, <laughs> cheers, guys. Um, but what I would say is, the sound for me is a huge part. I also think we were just watching Dandelions, okay? And so, because I was like, "Ed, we're going to watch before we do the podcast," because I believe your exact words were. We have to watch Dandelions exactly because I wanted to get juiced about the film again. Because every time I watch it, I'm really proud of it. And and that's that's I will say that is a rare thing. But we realised it is a very rare thing. um, Most
1: most people, the first thing that they put that they lay down, so to speak, in the parlance of young people, yo,
0: (laughs) (laughs) um, is not great. Like the first thing that I have shown. Well, this may this may be not great to a lot of people or some people or whatever. I just think that I I have my fingers, toes, and, and hair crossed as long as it's getting. But I've said we're not gonna cut it till dandelions two hits hit is you know is in the can. And we're definitely gonna talk about that. But I I guess. But I was serious, saying, right? Because work, right? With the long hair, it would be like yeah. cool, right?
1: But what I'm saying, and this is not to kind of blow smoke up your ass. Um, we love you, that term. You do that to yourself plenty. Yep. <laughs> but it was... Um, it's not easy. It, it was super... <laughs> <laughs> it was... I'm trying to be, like, emotional here, man alright right, I'll shut up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it was, like... It was amazing to watch. Um, and I think that a couple of things played in your favor in terms of... A very focused,
0: you know, I'm making a one-minute film. And that... Well, it just it just passed the producer litmus test. Let me hear the producer litmus test that I just put Ed through without him knowing it. Mm. So Ed has seen this film and seen this film and heard about this film and seen this film. I mean, like, my whole family is going to be so sick of Dandelions, except for me, because it's my film. So I'm like, it's awesome! Okay? So I was like... Let's watch it again. Now, I know what I'm going to be like for the whole film because I'm just obsessed with this and I think it's really cool, but I'm fairly certain that Ed's now going to be probably a bit snippy because... You know, where else are we going to go with this? He can only tell me I've done a good job so many times before. He's like, all right, I've told you 20 times you've done a good job. Can we just get this out at the film festivals? So it starts out, and at first I knew he was going to do it. He was like, ooh, those first shots. And I agree with him, okay? It's not like everything is perfect in the film. Of course but not. the first shots are, you know, like I explained in the last podcast, that's what happens when you think it's a glorified selfie stick and you didn't spend four hours practicing with it like you should have. So some of the shots may be a bit janky. It's just, and I—the best part was I was sitting there doing what producers do. I said, "You know what, Ed? That's really just Oberon walking through the forest." And see, it's a—it's a movement. So that's why he would look like that. And he's like, "That's really cool." when did you think of that? And I was like, "Just now." So <laughs> it works. Just take credit for it. It's fine. It works. It was a choice. Perfect.
1: It's not a mistake. It's a choice. <laughs> it's right. That's right. So you know, mock mock of a true. So we're going that, through, it, and then we get
0: to the the, you know, the main bit, which he likes. But you know, we, we we did have our qualms about what we could only do in a minute. That's what happens with the one minute cut. That's yeah. I'll go back to that in just a second. But remember, I said that because the one minute cut, you're never going to be 100 percent happy with. Okay, so then you move into the epilogue, which looked good. It, it did what we wanted to. do It was a nice little boot end. To the final shot, mm. and the final shot was really what the epilogue it's was the created money show. because I needed to get the music to be nice and long, mm. and that's where we that's where we hit the sound and the sound and and, and Ed can testify because we just watched this. Ed was like, "I don't know if you should have moved that," and literally as he was saying, I said, "Wait for the jump in the music because I timed it," and you hear the Grand show, and then Dandelions comes out. And I mean, I was having fun with Ed because I did time it that way, and I know it sounds lame, but. Man, like that makes me so happy that it all just clicked together that way, and that's why we're going to dedicate a little bit more time to sound because that's what you can do. Sa- with sound and music,
1: right? That's that's what. You-
0: that's right. So not yeah, because not just the music. There's other things I did with the sound that right, we'll right, talk right. about that that I think are, are helpful. You yeah, know I mean ads. If layers. if it's stuff you want to you know try or stuff you want more information on, I'm like happy to walk you through it. But you know what I mean is we took a film that in the beginning Ed was watching. To summarize my very long-winded point. We took a, 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 a film that, that a guy that's watched 20 times has watched me getting and says, I know this is a good film, but yes, it's really what I've seen. And actually, at this point, to help me, I need critique. And by the end of it, once again, he was not in tears, but again, like, bravissimo. And that's what you can do. That's a trick. It's not, the film isn't bravissimo. I love it, but I've played a trick on you. I've made the music go with the thing so that you are wet, swept up in the emotion of that last shot, which is what I wanted, you know? And, and you were the one who told me, and with an exclamation that's right, baby. So, so anyways, that's just explaining kind of how we get into sound. So let's finish up on, on points on edit. Um, just if anything else we have to add. How about video effects, Ed? What, what can you tell, because, because I just kind of jumped in and did what I knew, so I can tell you about that. But Ed, what mm. would you give pointers generally on video effects and using them kind of in, in not just Final Cut Pro, because I know you use Adobe sometimes mm. as well. But what, would you, what would you, like indie filmmakers, how can they help themselves when it comes to this stuff? Planning.
1: Okay. Uh, pre-production. Um, I think that it's, it's easy to assume that, oh, I have a script, I've gathered my cast and I have my crew, I'm ready to shoot. Okay. And I think that that is not, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that that is very rarely the case. So what are the considerations? Uh, we talked a little bit about color and some of the cool things that like final cut pro
0: can do. Yeah. I'll I'll talk a little bit about that with the dandelions, but I would love to hear because it's such a, a, that's another rabbit hole. Yeah,
1: for sure. But, uh, understanding the vibe that you want, the color that you want the film to, to have the tone. So now you're talking about costuming. You're talking about, Oh, uh, like uh, in this, uh, Lily, she's wearing a beautiful dress. With that really beautiful bow, and it contrasts really nicely with the forest. I think, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that that's the kind of thing that is easy to overlook, um, but is is vital to keep a tone.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, explaining stuff like that on dandelions. This is and this is really good advice because. A lot of the wins I think I got on dandelions, and I don't know yet. As I said, this this is not doing the festival circuit, so you know if, if this only ever goes up on YouTube, these are the wins I thought I got at least. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it, the purple ribbon—that was my wife's decision. Mm-hmm. She she knew how important this was to me, and she has an eye for things like that. But I don't. Like I wouldn't. Understood. I wasn't even really looking Understood. at what she yeah. was wearing in the morning. I just thought, okay, that looks fine. She looks great. Yeah it was Becky. So having another producer there that was Becky on the ball. earned her producer credit. Uh, with, yeah. With the that, writing credit, the producing. That, now those weren't, she wouldn't thing. have taken them otherwise. Cause I asked her and <laughs> you know, she doesn't want to just be bolted on the stuff because yeah. you know, she's like, this is your thing. You yeah. do it. You can take the credit. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, you know, we run a fair operation at, at love Victoria productions, where when you put your time in, you have to get your credit for Absolutely. it, you know? And I think that best we, boy Ed, we, best boy Ed, that's right. That's all I wanted. Um,
1: But, uh, you know, when you look at visual effects and, and what,
0: what someone is able to do with a laptop and Adobe after effects. And maybe go into description of that because again, sometimes I feel good. I can talk about this. Like from my perspective, all this sounded like, like Bible study, like, like Mm. something that camera people knew a lot about. So, and you taught me about color in really simple ways, Mm. um, can you go into maybe some of the basics of what we're talking about when we talk about color?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, anyone who's studied art uh, will have hopefully uh, heard about color theory. And uh, like, there are books and whole like, libraries full of information on, on this topic. Sure, so, sure. And I certainly am not an expert on it. But essentially, you've probably seen a color wheel, which is, almost looks like a pizza, or a cake that has been cut into slices and each slice is a slightly different color and they have specific positions. Now, very basically, um, opposites contrast and therefore look good. Right? So for example, if you have, you've been watching, um, Luke Cage. Uh, Luke Cage, lots of yellows, Darede- and browns,
0: yes. and yellows, and Luke Daredevil, Cage. Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones. And that's all. The, Jessica Jones is the black purple color contrast, Correct. and then Daredevil is that red blackish kind yes. of the tint of white in it. Yes, and it all fits because it's all done with more of a grayscale New York kind of thing. Yes, and you'll notice that in Daredevil,
1: they will use a lot of green uh, in in
0: like slightly lesser light you know it's like sure fill light it always means you like like that 1980s kind of almost toxic feel toxic yeah. toxic waste yeah. dump you yeah. know buzzing kind right. of thing and the, the reason for that
1: is specifically because you're creating a contrast in the image okay right now as as filmmakers you know as indie filmmakers it's not the kind of thing that you can always be applying to every single thing. No, right?
0: no. You don't have the luxury of building all your sets of, you know, getting yeah, but giant. That's a really, that's a really cool side point though. Cause that, that's a good thing. Like, and again, it's talking about it through this film, like one minute cut, five minute film. Like you're not going to have time. I had to pick and choose my battles is what I'm saying. Yeah. You have to finish. The whole point is to finish the film. If you, stick on something so long, like the music or like the editing, and you just don't finish. Trust me, I've got tons of dead projects that yeah. way. Not so much in film, but lots of other things. And what I learned is, and that's why I guess I'm proud. It's like, I can look at this film and say, the amount of time I had to make it, you know, I spent hours on this mm. and tried to make it sing as much mm. as I could that's why I'm so boastful about it. And that's why I'm like, no, it's a good film because given that time and the budget I had, like I'm, I, I know I did the exactly. best I could with it, uh, you know, and it, it's, it's the kind of thing that, but everybody have that confidence. If you're making a film, man, that's your film and yeah. you know what you're doing with it. And the worst thing is worse is going to happen. is You're going to make it and you know, there's always some of these. So one person yeah. will like it, but the point is that you made the film, you know what I mean? Yes. So, you know, and that's really important.
1: Finishing things, having, a deadline or or having something that you're, that you're working towards can also be really helpful, but sticking to the VFX elements and things like that. If you're using green screen, if you're going to be rotoscoping, doing any of the many techniques that you can find on YouTube, whether it's film Riot or um, hive uh, cope video copilot, sorry. Like if you plan ahead of time and you know, okay, I need to get a shot of this. For example, say you wanted to have Lily disappear, right? Now, there's lots of ways to do it, but if you know ahead of time, okay, well, the simplest way to do it is to have a stand there, press record, press stop, ask her to step out, press record again, and I've got a clean plate and a plate with her in it, right? So that kind of planning ahead can really really help particularly with vfx i think that uh the process that you went through um you had in your mind the shots that you wanted yeah right and uh i think it worked absolutely great um but of course again because you weren't that familiar with uh, camera movement or, or or a particular you know technique then you might not have realized oh i don't know how to do that
0: do yeah and I mean? we, we did have like i said in the in the last podcast we did have one exact moment like that where i literally was trying to do the shot and i did it like five times and i was like i don't know why this isn't working and, and becky was like uh how can it work and she was just like in her head she was like walking the people with their hands in front of me i was like oh god you're right like mm. and i just hadn't thought of it and then then it was funny i called ed and he was showing me how to set up the shot and i was like oh was in Master Shots. So mm-hmm. it's another thing. Carry your film books with you if you can. Like that that morning I probably wouldn't have been able to carry them around with me, but And and storyboarding. I mean, I'm such a terrible
1: artist myself. Like you should No, the storyboard- storyboards. storyboards can be just
0: anything to, to yeah. kind of get the movement along. So the only thing I'll say about VFX that I just wanted to mention as well at the end of that is, you know, there weren't a whole lot that we put into this one, nor for any of the ones that have shorts have got planned I'm not a huge VFX guy. Maybe that will change once I get more familiar with them. Mm -hmm. But I, I've been proud so far to say that I can write stuff that doesn't have a lot of VFX in there. And I I have worked on some of the other stuff that we've done in the past um, and not naming anything specifically, but the focus on the VFX was almost unnecessary in Mm. my mind. Mm. In other words, it was a good story and kind of a good something or other, but we kind of went really far with the things we could do. And it was like, they were cool, but, but not cost too much time wise. Yeah. yeah. Because certain, I, you know, you probably know which one I'm referring to, yeah, but, yeah. but like we spent all this time doing things that, that when it came out in the final post, it was like, Oh yeah. Nice. But you know, Ish. Not yeah, it, was, it wasn't, in it wasn't any... like, wow. Whereas, you know, yeah. no offense again, we're, this is where That's why I'm not mentioning what we're talking about, but you know, a vignette mask and mm. some slow motion does the trick. Please. Does the trick. Yeah. You know, that like, final shot did not need any visual effects. Which leads us into the sound. Okay. Because yeah. that's where I think, and, and again, play to your strengths. Sounds is one of my strengths. I love music. It's like, you know, once LVP takes off as a production studio, I very much hope to try to branch this into music and see I what see I can that. do. It's just to be a lot of fun. I and, see um, that in our future. Well, I, I hope so. I have, I, you know, I have a, a lot of family and music and it's just something I love. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it's just cool. So sound in a film, you, you can take it to a point, I think, where you can take something that I wouldn't say is mediocre. Um, nothing you guys ever produce will ever be mediocre. As I said, we never say there's a bad film, but there's a difference between something you think people are going to go ex- get excited about and people and something that you're just excited about. Mm. And that's why I think sound and music can
1: help I I think you're being very kind. I think it can be the difference between watchable and unwatchable.
0: Yep. Which, you know, I would task you, if you could, to watch the one-minute cut of Dandelions on mute. Um, That's the closest experience I can give you to that 24-hour first cut without the music. Right. Um, Which would have been more like the six-hour cut, because that was when... I, you know, I think it was the second day. It was I went to bed and then when I woke up the next day, um Philip Curran, it's part of the reason I wanted to to just do a shout out to Philip Curran. He just won another award for a short or a score he did in a short. Um I don't remember the name off. Congratulations. Congratulations Philip like Wow, man, you're so super talented and like so super nice. Like I asked him, you know, if we could use mm-hmm, this on mm-hmm. film festival stuff, and he was like, "No problem." And then I kind of did the IMDb check on him just because he was such a nice guy. I was like, "I yeah. want to know a little bit more about this guy," and he's like, "My my daughter and I are watching the 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 Demon Headmaster. Mm, they did a remake. Yeah. Of that, and he did the theme tune to that. <laughs> That's awesome." So let me tell you a little bit about how I found Philip's song. Mm. I um I I wanted a song that was going to be good. I'm really picky about it. And I started with, you can go, you can Google, uh, you know, was it music for short film? And you will get taken to a link that has like 15 sites, the FMA, uh, a bunch of the others. And I started looking through those and I found some music I liked. The biggest problem I had was that um, most of these were for non-commercial reasons. So you'll get a Creative Commons license. So just again, this is the information I'm going to try to put on the show to try to help you shortcut a little this bit. This is
1: super important guys. Please stop. No, 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 you're no, doing no, no, no. No, it's And listen. It's
0: just it's just something I had to spend a couple like an hour trying to figure out which this will take. this is what I'm saying. Like it'll now this take will you, save you time. If you've listened to our long-winded and rantful podcast, you've now <laughs> saved, you know, that time so you could listen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, If you go on with a Creative Commons license, listen, you have to check what type of license it is. A Creative Commons license that is non-commercial means you cannot use it in a short film. You cannot use it anywhere where it's possible that you may make money. And a lot of the short film festivals you're going to put into are going to be paid, you know, for winners. And that counts. 15 years of experience, I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's just something... The problem will be this. Like, you win... You know, I had to think of this because we put... Uh, you know, we just entered the Arrow video contest. I really do think we've got a good shot. of at least... You know, they wanted a COVID-19 lockdown film. This was shot on a Pixel 3 and iPhone ten. Thank you very much. You know, I do think it's a good COVID-19 film. And this was offering a 3,500-pound a prize, I think. Might be a little bit less than that. Sorry if I've overshot the mark. But it was offering money for a short film, to make a short film. So, like... When I looked at using it on that point, I couldn't use any, any, anything commons, that was a Creative yeah, Commons yeah. non-commercial because there was a win for that. And I thought about this before I even put it up there. So before you even ran a, a video. And so I was in a bit of a stick because a lot of the stuff I liked on FMA, um, which is the free music uh, thing about jigger. And you can, you, know, you can also pay for this stuff. But I warn you, I clicked on a song I liked and it was 200 euros. Yeah, man. No, the. Two hundred. It's, it's don't get me wrong. He's just trying to get. No, 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 no. I, for, I, for some,
1: for some of the companies out there, who uh, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like they have the collections of artists and stuff, and they don't pay no, them I to- anything. No,
0: I, totally. Just but let's just make sure, because one of my buddies actually does. This is what he does mm. in his company. is tries mm. to help musicians make sure they get the money they want. That money, you got to pay that kind of money because there's a lot of other people that get paid in the chain. Mm. And that artist is going to get a, a portion right. of that, a really tiny portion of that. So, no, I never not them spending the price what it is because I trust musicians. I, I've known plenty of musicians in my life and they're not extortion artists. Mm. That's one thing I, I, I've never known myself, at least, a musician who was an extortion artist. Mm. So that being said, I'm not, you know, it's a a no budget film that I filmed with my daughter and my wife. It's not that I'm not proud of it, but I'm not going to dump $200 or 200 euros as it was in this case. So I was a bit stuck. So I went back on the Facebook page that Lori had put together for people doing these one minute shorts. And Philip Curran had very nicely made a a connection to his SoundCloud account and said, at least for the one minute shorts, Mm. he was happy with that being on there. So... I flicked through a couple of his songs to begin with, and I stopped on the one that's called Haunted House. And as you hear it, and it'll play in the beginning of this podcast, that's his song, that's Haunted House. It had just the exact feel that I needed for the shots that I had got. Mm-hmm. So that's odd, and that doesn't always happen that way. Right.
1: But that's a stroke, that's like winning the lottery, man.
0: Yes. In, the, in, in, in a the, sense. The, <laughs> the only thing that I could think of that made it so quick like that is. I do listen to a lot of music. I am really passionate about music and we were seeing it again when we saw the ending of Dandelions, which I'll talk about as we kind of finish up the podcast here, Mm. you know, timing with music is something I know because Mm. I did that. I was a musician. Mm. So I don't know if it helps to pick up a guitar or, or something like a guitar or, or to at least, you know, get some something with that, but it's part of your film is to know the beats and the rhythm. So yeah, maybe it would help, you know, some people to, to, to try to feel a little bit more on the rhythm. Um, you know, for music and things of that nature. Anyways, shout out to Philip Curran. What we ended up doing for the other two songs I think I've mentioned before, and I won't go into too much detail, other than to say it's at music.org. They have a whole list of all different types of free classical pieces, because what you have to understand about copyright is it runs out after a certain point. So these are all public domain. Now, the thing to notice with that, the shortcut your time bit. Again, don't use anything that says non-commercial and look for stuff that's public domain because then you have nothing you need to worry about. It's public domain. If it's been performed by Anonymous or by public domain Anonymous or someone who has done it, I think the, the, the first piece that is the um, Moonlight Sonata is done by Philip Pittman, I believe is his name, but it's, it's on public domain, so he's mm. happy with everyone just playing this. Mm. All that stuff, you can show it, you can put it. It's not just for your short film, guys. Film Freeway, we were talking about your packs. You're getting your trailers together, your posters together. You use this stuff in clips. Otherwise, you're going to run into real problems because you haven't got it released. And the worst thing is, you're not going to find this out until they tell you, oh, we'd like to let you film in, but this stuff's not released, so we're not going to look at it. We're really sorry. Arrow Video was very clear about that, but other film festivals won't be. So just make sure you're covered that way. Yeah. So what else to say about sound before we talk about just kind of the end piece and how that all fit together? All I also would say about Sun, there's a lot of things going on in the background in the sound mm. that are important that you may not notice. Yeah. One is the birds playing all the way through. Those birds were not really there. My wife recorded, and this had nothing to do with the actual shoot. This was recorded way beforehand. My wife had birds recorded from her backyard, because I live right next to these forests that we were filming in. So we went through it, and there were these patchy bits where it would get quiet. And then all of a sudden, I had to figure out what we were going to do. And, um, and, um, I was trying to figure out what to do with it. And it, we had all the different spots that were out and Becky just said, well, I've got two minutes of bird song. If you didn't have it in there. And again, these are things I can't show you. I can just kind of tell you about it. If you don't have them in there, then it just stutters all the talking. Then there was, Oh God, and this is when you get to come into the store and he's having a big sip of water right now. So Sorry. I'm going to talk just two seconds longer. To, there you go. Save them out. <laughs> but you told me about, was it the L cuts? Cause this happened with, I did it started doing it with the audio, but you started telling me about it with the cuts as well from the the L cuts and the J cuts. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so it's
1: hard to describe in a podcast format, but essentially if you imagine, um, a, a, when, when you're editing something, there are two bars, you have the video bar and you have the sound bar. Now you can just cut something or put two shots together so that they're kind of flush to each other. Hmm. But sometimes, whether it's because the sound uh, doesn't carry through from one shot to the next, sure. or maybe there's, you're in the middle of a line when you want to cut, you might want to extend the audio, but not the video, mm-hmm. in which case that is an L-cut, right? It, it describes the shape of your timeline. And a J-cut is the opposite, when the sound comes in before the image comes in.
0: Yep. Uh, simple editing techniques that are very helpful. And again, as I explained, I think, earlier in the podcast, I'm one of those people, if you tell me to do something, then I go out and kind of go, so go through down lines again. That, that really improved so many aspects of the sound in there because in the timing of the sound, because it's not just knowing what sound to put in there. It's knowing when to put what sound in there. Sometimes you get lucky, but a lot of times you've just got to position your, you know, the. the, the it's not as hard as it seems to move the frames around to the song to just see where are the crescendos, where are, where is there a, a dramatic bit that I need to be? Um, it, it's one of those things. that's a really fun thing about indie filmmaking, because usually you have like three different teams working on this kind right. of stuff. And, here, it's just you and Final Cut just kind of going back and forth and saying, okay, it fits best there. And did you – this virtually always happens to me when I'm editing something. Did you feel a little bit worried about it before you put the music on? Yeah, So I, I, and I probably jumped over that just a bit because I get so excited to talk about the sound. But before the sound was on there, I was quite nervous about the cut, period. I just didn't think it looked very professional. Right. God, I had to say that honestly. I don't like admitting that because my wife and my daughter did a really good job on it. But this was before any of the grading was on there. It's the literally the rawest cut, and like I was almost in tears because it was like, okay, um, this is it, and we did a really good. It was one of those like great team effort, everybody. But I was like, well, I'll submit this, and it was my first try, and I'm always one of those people that's like, well, I'll try harder next time. Then yeah. you know what I mean? I just I hate admitting defeat, so. You know, and I didn't quite get it. And then literally Philip's song came in there and all of a sudden I had a completely different attitude about it. And it I even that's I think that's I think that's when I sent it to Ed and said, like, okay, so this makes a big difference. Yeah, and I remember you were super excited about it. And when I saw the cut, I was like, Oh, okay.
1: But then I I got it. I was like, Oh, okay. The song makes this work. I think there's something here. Yeah. And uh I knew that and I think you were very, you were very good throughout the process in terms of uh, I know what I'm like, and when I show something to someone else, and they say, "Oh, well, I'd do this, and I'd do that, and maybe I'd change that." Part of me is like, "You mean it's not absolutely perfect after what I've done?" <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, and I think you were very good about like taking notes and understanding,
0: kind of, you know. Where things needed to to kind of improve, and that that comes from kind of the mentality of listen. Like I'm a deep dive kind of person, so I never think I'm good at anything until I've really got my brain around it. And in film, there are just too many mm. different aspects. It's a really good thing for an egotistical prick like myself because <laughs> you cannot just rely on me. I was talking about this. Is the other reason I want to do the podcast to shout out again to Catherine, again to Rebecca, you know, my wife Becky. To, again, to Edward, again, to, you know, Nancy and Felix for providing their, you know, the, those that's my nephew and niece and, yeah. you know, their parents let us use Eric their pictures for, the for their shots. Eric for the posters. Yeah. And this isn't, and, and it's not just those moments you see on the credits. It's like when I'm sitting around in my house, pacing up and down, worried about where I'm going to take a script. And, you know, Becky was the one that came up with the idea of the blowing of the dandelions. I never even heard that yeah. story before. And she says, well, why don't, why don't you have her do that? And I said, and she's like, could you slow-mo that? That's not my idea. That's somebody else's idea. Mm. I get to take a ridiculous amount of credit all of a sudden because I put it into a final piece. But this gets made, you know, and this is why I have such an appreciation, like the biggest films now. Wow. I'm like, that's just be so cool to see. That many people, right, mm. all working together towards, yeah. like, one common goal. I, you know, it's just... that's Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's really cool. That's really cool. So that's why if you criticize, if you criticize me in my day job, I'd probably bite your head off because <laughs> I've been doing that for 10 years and think I know what I'm doing. But in this context, like, I fully admit there's a million things that I don't have that kind of depth of experience, and there are lots of people but who it's, do. But it's, it's uh, the kind of thing that,
1: as, as a director... Um, I know that I have struggled with some of those elements, you know. Um, And to all, you know, filmmakers out there, people who want to make their first film, like, you're going to have hurdles, you know. And I think surrounding yourself with, like, the right
0: people can help you bring your vision Absolutely. I mean, and that that goes really wide. You know, I've mentioned names on here, but, you know, shout outs to Katie Bonham, like one of my first mentors and someone who really saw something in me as a producer. And that was really cool because at the time I really just was kind of a horror movie buff and someone who liked to think about writing and things like that, but hadn't really taken the plunge. Um, You know, Nick Burnham Vince, a guy who's been in the industry forever and is just, dude, you ever... He's the nicest guy, man. If you meet him, all you got to do is drop him a line. So you going know I mean? I have coffees with this guy. I haven't done it in a while, but in Box Park and Croydon, And it's just like, it's that easy. And he's, you know, so many people, like he's in, at least in the sectors that I do, you know, networking gets such a bad rap and maybe, yeah, cause we're coming towards the end of this. And I was trying to think what the finish on, you know, the last shot we've talked about enough, beautiful. It's awesome. Hopefully it gets people to, to notice us and notice that we do have talent here and that we know. We have a good passion for what we do. Definitely. Especially for trying to cover up their, you know, the mistakes from the first four minutes. (laughs) It's not a mistake. It's a choice. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But networking. So, I mean, I kind of networked out of the fact that I was, I'm a Fright Fest alumni. And it's kind of funny saying that because people are like, what do you mean? it's like, well, about five, six years ago, I did the spooky line, which used to be you showed up at uh, Leicester square the night before the tickets went on sale for Fright Fest, you stayed overnight, which was one of the most, I mean, not life-changing, <laughs> eye-opening, I guess is the word, experiences. It was fun, because a lot of celebrities showed up and just started hanging out with us, and it was like, well, this is a fun festival. Um, stayed up all night, had a little bit of booze as well, and then got to see The Conjuring, no lie, the first scary scene, I nearly like actually crapped my pants, because <laughs> I hadn't slept in 24 hours, so. <laughs> But they're a community and the thing I loved about the people at Fright Fest is it's it's what you get into when you get like your Comic Con buddies and stuff like that. Like these are your first line of people who may see film or something else the way you, you do and you all we all talk about it and we all hang out together and it becomes this like safe place to talk about everything that it's you your love. Tribe, man. Exactly. Like your tribe. But then the thing about Fright Fest that I've always really thought was cool is Ian and Paul, who run Fright Fest, have this way, and, and Alan as well. Sorry, Alan, and, and and there is another, and I can't remember. Is it David? Is it the other? I'm horribly can't remember the fourth fourth supporter. <laughs> Pretty bad with names. Yeah, I really <laughs> am. It's because I haven't had a drink with him. If I have a drink with you, then I remember your name. <laughs> so, and Alan was the first I had a drink with. You know, the nicest guy, but these guys like promote actively promote creativity within that group. They want the fans of this coming out, and often do, you know, Liam Regan's a good example, that a fan of Fright Fest that came out and made his own film. Mm. Um, trauma guy that he is. I miss you, Liam. You're an awesome dude. Um, and this is the shout-outs episode. That's the other reason we're doing it's the shout-outs! Recording. Well, it's just, I, I just felt like, again, it's because of how proud I was with this one, and like, you know, before it even gets anywhere, hopefully it gets somewhere, I really want people to, you know, to, to, to hear my thanks because it's been so cool to get my first film done with that. Speaking of where it is going. Yes.
1: Um so we 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 we've been talking about um
0: possibilities for you know, as as good producers I think should do. That's right. No, but to, I guess to, sorry, because we do jump. And I just mm. want to to close up the thing on networking and, yeah. a, and the story about Fright Fest that I was telling you is that was how I got my in. And I have so many connections. The way that works for you, you get your tribe. And then these are literally the first people that I push buttons with when I was like, "How do I do this?" or "How do I do that?" And filmmakers, especially at an indie level, are all about helping each other out, guys. So that's the thing. It, the only thing that screws you over is if you get—I I would say—poncy with people. Like, mm. no one likes, and God knows, people are probably going to defriend me over how much I've been talking about my own film on this thing. <laughs> but be an honest filmmaker, okay? Like, mm. even if you make the next best film since *Sliced Bread*, like you weren't always the guy who made or girl. Who made the next best film since sliced bread you know you still were a normal person before you made that great film treat everybody with respect you know like even somebody who makes a crap film loves that film you know what i mean talk to them about it you can learn more from people that way than than just being a jerk Mm. and there are some jerks and so that's all i would say is if you're a jerk then the networking thing may work for you somewhere it's not going to work with you with the tribe system like Mm. it just people won't want to talk to you but there are communities out there you know active communities and there are too many filmmakers i know that set and think, oh, I need to meet these people. I don't know how to do it. Go out there and just go and meet mm. them. You know, that will be your first step to getting more things done. I helped a little. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Where's my shout out? You, I guess I'm here. You had some credits. You're on the show, Ed. That's true. Are you being a I'm diva? Here. Are you being a Jason right now? I am. I'm mouth. You're a nano. I'm the little be, one. Be the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the All nice, right. The nice, green, old baby. So... So to close out, because the closer is talking about dun dun, 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 Ed. Dandelions 2. Which was followed by our other film, Sacrifice, which is followed by... (laughs) Well, okay, hold on. I think we need some context. No, no, no. No, first we're going to say the crazy bit, and then we're going to give them context. Gotcha. That's how the show works, Ed. God, what are you guys talking about? That's true. I forget these things. Okay? So first there's Dandelions, then there's the sequel to Dandelions, then there's Sacrifice, then there's this, the, the 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 short film that I wrote to you about the sick guy, and it's mm-hmm. going to scare everybody. We're not even sure we can make it because we're pretty sure it would be it's a little a bit, bit too, too on the nose, yeah. but I'm writing it and we're making it. Okay? You're scared. It's because you can't handle my freedom of expression. <laughs> uh, That's not my producer self-talking. I'm sorry. No, um, yeah, I'm going to
1: play this next time uh, Jason comes to me. We, And then finally, this this was
0: all building to the feature film. Like, this was all building to the feature. That's how far we've come with Dandelions now. So It's a multi-layered, multi-media extravaganza. It's it's what happened when two bros hang out. Because the problem is, I keep (laughs) expecting him to be like, shut up, that's ridiculous. And he's like... No, that's amazing. Yes, let's do that. And then let's put that guy I'm in it. I'm a yes guy. I'm a yes guy. I know. Yes, so, and. So, but, but no, in all seriousness, we do have kind of a connected set of stories that we're considering putting together as shorts because you might not immediately recognize that they're all connected. It depends on how clever I can make them and how clever Ed is with shooting them. But... Hopefully very clever. Dandelions, too. we definitely have a thought about. Yes. So. It was the idea that because Arrow Video was offering this, you know, money for an extra short, we have, you know, Sacrifice is the short film that it, we used to call it Only, got changed to Sacrifice because of some of the, the things that I changed, but it was a, a short film that I wrote, what was it, six months ago now? No, it's got to be like a year ago. A year ago. It's, and it, you know... James was... Uh, um, that's right.
1: Was here. Yeah. Which was like a, at least a summer, at least a year ago.
0: Yeah, that's right. So... The interesting thing about that script is how quickly it just came together, and that happens, and again, this is why Ed's always yelling at me, but that one really was, first draft, sat down, wrote it over a weekend, and then gave it to Ed, and we've tweaked it about five times since then, but generally, some of the imagery that I used in it um, was so creepy that it was like, and we knew- Well, it we-
1: developed, like, I remember when it, when it went from being, oh, well, I guess we have your living room.
0: Uh, let's yeah, let's what else shoot you can, something. you can still see, oh, this is, this is, a, this uh, is a video. <laughs> this is a great, this is a great Katie bottom story. And, and David Malcolm, I think would know this story as well. Like, so I started with the website. was very excited. was so proud of showing yes. everybody you had the business cards. You always get my, my business cards. Cause I love handing them out to people. I love our logo. Thank you very much, John. Yes. For getting that together. Awesome logo. Thank um, you, John. so, but then I did, like, all these different things to fill it. And I'd been working on this script. And at that time, it was just, like, a treatment. It wasn't, I hadn't fully scripted it at all yet. But I knew what I wanted to do as a concept. So I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. And I was thinking producer style. So I was like, I'll get people excited about this. And I'll make a trailer. Except, viral. Except uh, this is before I had anything whatsoever. Like, I didn't even have a camera, guys. Like, I didn't even know how to use my camera phone. So I go on, I get some pictures of my couch at the time, It's my old couch. And I put it on something that said it made trailers and it puts up this like old timey 19- and I thought it looked great and so I added this voice on and it's like Hello. <laughs> Help me. It sounds shit, but it was like but it was cool. Like I, I could play with the sound because I know how to do that. So I was like, well that's a special effects. In other words, I had no clue just how bad I this mean, sounded. I mean,
1: let's say if I mean that is technically the very first thing you ever put. I to, guess, yeah. It I shoot, mean, talk about it the shoots, quantum it, leap it, it, it ta- in it quality. Takes, it takes
0: a picture of my couch, a non stationary picture of my house, it pans it from the left, it pans it from the right. You can watch this install, keep it up on the website now as a joke. Right? <laughs> but- so I was so enthusiastic and I was helping Katie Bonham with, with one of her films at the time and like I'm all excited about coming up with the next one and she was deciding what next film she was going to do and um, she was hanging out with David Malcolm at the time, so I think this might have been Fright Fresh Glasgow, but I go to him I'm like, yeah man you see the website, I'm like, yeah, and you had the trailer for this and you had that, it looks so cool and I was like, yeah, and what would you guys think about the trailer for, for only, I had to put something, man, they're like yeah <laughs> and I mean, it was such a tone shift it was a tonal shift, it was such a tone shift, it was like yeah, get rid of that as quickly as possible. <laughs> and for that reason, because I'm stubborn, it's still there. I'm like, right. no, it's fine. It was my work. I created this. It doesn't have to be special. It just has to be done. I birthed it into existence. So, yeah, so that'll be coming down soon. That'll be coming down at some point. Um, I think we should keep it there forever. Just for posterity. Good Lord. So the rest of the website people really liked. But when they came to that trailer, it was a bit like, really? You've got your music video that you did that looks good. You've got you know, your promotion material that you did with Katie Bonham, so now you can say you worked with her great film, Mab, you had all great stuff for that, and you had this trailer that just... I mean, you know, it's it's a funny memory now. You know, the only thing, you know, that's with that that I will also say is we have had that poor, you know, person being, with a bag over their head for Prisoner 817 now for like eternity. It's like coming mm. sometime <laughs> in the distant future. I yeah. can promise you now, Ed, what Ed do you know, did... Do you know who... I'll tell you who that is lit <laughs> Okay. He's <laughs> having a good giggle. I will tell you now, as other future announcements and, and other directions we're going in, I now have, because I've had this love of editing... That's I now, right. I now have all the footage for Prisoner 817 I'm going to show you something that's going to really make your socks sizzle. So, I'm going to put together something that's going to be fun and we're going to put together... The first time we looked at this, can I, can I talk about it a yeah, little Yeah, of course. Um, it's Ed's film, so it's really better for him to, to go into detail about I it. I mean, we'll surely do a podcast about it at some point. Yes, once we release This Is A Real, like, I think it would yeah, be good to talk about for it. For sure. Ed produced this after a really rough time in his life, which I, we won't go into that, but it was a very difficult time. And this was like his first film afterwards. His last film, Before Leaving Korea, involved, I think, people you knew quite well out there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, a piece of love and he and, and came over and pretty soon after coming over, we filmed, you know, we started the film company because I'd asked me to join up and, and I just thought it was a good idea. And that was at a time that I was really quite, I think, harsher than I needed to be as a producer. And so we were getting a lot of scripts in from a lot of different people um, who were interested in us as producers. It's funny we don't get as many anymore. <laughs> um. But we got a lot back then, like a lot. People just all were like, Jason, please read my script. Um, and and the thing is, I do read everybody's script, but I don't like everybody's script. So, And it's Not my great. choice because, again, I do this on top of my day job. So, you know, back then I was much more business oriented. I think now I've kind of relaxed a bit um, to, to understand some of the brighter stories. But Ed showed me the cut that he had done, and it didn't have music to it, I don't think. It had some temp tracks, but... Something very light, and I just, it's, it's meant to be further, it's like a small bit of a really cool action story that he's developed, that we're going to develop, and that we're, I, you know, I am not kidding, like, the story itself that Ed has created on this is awesome and is completely mm-hmm. something I think lots of people would want to see. But this little bit is kind of telling you a little bit of backstory about one of the main characters, and if I was honest, the cut was slow, and I just mm-hmm. said... I don't want you to put this out as our first short film, or or not even as as just a short film, and then put it to action movie film festivals or something, and then be disappointed when they don't think it comes together quite right. It's tough because I didn't have any real experience like I do now, but I just had that feeling in my gut. And the best thing about Ed is he has learned that like I'm not trying to be shitty when I'm talking about my gut. You got to trust. You got to trust the
1: the people that you you know gather around you to to,
0: you know, be honest with you. And again, it's one of the hardest things, man. It was hard. It was hard. It really, like for us, it was like, I just didn't want to say to my best friend, but we did, you know? And, 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 I, and I was thinking like, I went back and thought like, it's all right, I like Foo Fighters. And one of the famous stories about Foo Fighters is like Taylor Hawking on the drums, but Dave Grohl wasn't happy about it. He went back and he got Taylor got really upset. redid did all the drums. Mm. But then that was their, that was their first clap. Plat- so we're going through the cut for for 817 i have a few ideas of other things we're going to do with it but be excited guys like this is cool like it's a good story ed gave me the script and that was the first like inkling i had that says well we can do this it just we need to rejig it a bit make it a bit louder a bit more bombastic and i'm obsessed with doing a car chase scene so wait (laughs) we're gonna do a car chase scene but going back to dandelion's Two. Yes, so the story for that That we've worked out so far We just would like to do it with a bigger budget And some of the backstory that you cannot see In Dandelions 1 um, You know, Ed kind of twigged Right off the bat, last time I was telling you how this dad died, and Ed twigged right off the bat That I didn't use the dad in the shot So, you know, we're having fun with this And we're like, what if the dad didn't die? And what if, actually, he gets stuck in the woods? And so, you know, reversing Kind of on what I said before, because I can do that Uh huh.
1: Yeah, it <sighs> doesn't matter it's not a mistake. It's a choice. It is a choice. But we just. And isn't it funny? Had you been able to get the shot that you wanted to get on the
0: day. Dad would be dead. We wouldn't be able to do. But we'd, we'd like the idea of the dad being kind of in the forest and, and having some sort of struggle to get out. Um, and, and we haven't even actually decided at the end if we'd let him out in the end or not. At, at- no. one one version I had was putting him on magic mushrooms and and having him <laughs> murder the entire like forest pe- you know not yeah. forest people but but whoever's walking in the forest i it's not really the direction I want to go with it, but <laughs> yeah if you see that version of the film, it might well yeah. it looked the best <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's how the, that's how the, that's the creative process at work, but at the moment, yeah, we just kind of like to you know obviously he wants to get around and kind of struggle to find his daughter and I think with a budget, I'd like to add some more. So, you know, like, we're talking low budget, not creature per se, but something creature-like and special effects. Maybe some kind of makeup effect or some kind of visual effect. Yeah. Again, I'm not heavy on VFX, (sighs) but again, the more I can move this into kind of a fantasy realm, and that's always your problem as an independent filmmaker as opposed to someone that can use the studio money to kind of push it around. Mm. You want to start making something big, you've got to get creative how to build to that, you know, and so... This is, you know, I think I live by a big forest, and Ed knows that around here I like to film um, other forests. You know, there's Box Hill is another beautiful place that I'd love to film at. But that's kind of how I see shots really well because I spend all the time in the forest. So, guys, I'm going to make forest movies. And and that's another part of the process is saying, how do I take what I've got and make Mm. it into something cool? Massive, massive point. Repeat that, please. How do I take something I've got and make it into something cool? Huge. I mean, that's been the process, and I just keep doing that with this until it's dried up. And there will come a point straight up, and you guys are going to tell me that. So please, God knows, if, if the second podcast of Dandelions annoyed you, just say, because that's the checks you expect as a producer. I need, you know, when someone tells me Dandelions is done, dude, then, you know, if I feel that too, then fine, we'll move on. Right now, we just have a few other things we can do with it, and the other thing you know, that, that this fits into is we always have multiple projects on the go mm. have to we have, you know, we're, we're tied into doing something for hex media at the moment, which we're very excited about. We're scripting at the moment. Oh,
1: that's going to be so much fun.
0: And then um, eventually we'll be getting a little bit further with it, but that's a big task for us. But you know, we never do just one thing at, at, at a time. You know what I mean? Just no, I, I don't think you can.
1: I don't think, you, I mean, if you, if you know, as, as a filmmaker, let's say beyond just being a filmmaker, like if you want to make a career out of this, Mm. I think you have to think two moves ahead. You know, you have to have the, the, the script in your pocket in case the short that you shot, somebody really likes it. And they come to you and they say, look, you know, and
0: that's that's a lot of love. you know Ed and I tonight, like if you want to call it our yearly summit. That's what a lot has been about the company as well, because you know I have business plans that I put together. Um, you know, happy to talk to people about how to do that. Like you know, they're important because when you oh, write God. it down yeah. and set out a, a plan, you can expand. And all the growth we've had in Love Victoria is because we took little ideas and just pushed them in certain directions. And the next step for us is actually quite a bit bigger than what we are now why you know one of the things he was surprised to hear his team so another thing for lvp is you know you're interested in joining the gang um and you have a passion for film um you know we reach are out. looking reach out because god i've got like seven or eight things that i could be having on the go right now but have nobody to manage these projects so that's part of my goal this year is to get a couple more people under the belt to um work with us and and what i really do mean that like this isn't a matter of oh my god, you're going to work for me. It's, no, no, no. I literally don't have time to do this, and I yeah. trust you with this concept. So please go do it, make it work, and come back.
1: Collaborating to me. is the bread and butter of, of filmmaking. You can't you can't do it without collaboration. Music is is a very different thing. Uh, you know, I think you can fulfill. Uh, you know, you can scratch the itch by getting a guitar and noodling on it or jamming with some people. No, but there's still more elements. You know? As I
0: said, that'll be the road we take you down someday. And mm. it is a bit cautious about musicians. And we just no, no, no. But what I, what, what I mean is that, um,
1: you know, it's such an essential, like what you're talking about, teams, right,
0: is such an essential part of Yeah, no, I mean, to say it in a completely asshole kind of way, I love film because when I work with people on film, they finally realize I'm not an asshole. Like... Okay. No, and he's laughing a bit, but let me say it like this. Like, I'm a very opinionated person, and, and when you're doing film, you will be very opinionated talking yes. about other films with other things. Very true. And so people take more of the producer thing for me and say, oh, he's loud, he's mouth, mm. you know, he goes out there, he says what he wants. You know, get me, uh, Michael has worked with me as a runner on his set before, mm. like, and I will run everywhere for you, everywhere. Mm. And I'll be there as long as you need. And if you need someone to get a ride home, yeah, if you need two people to get a ride home, like, that's the kind of thing. I'm funny about money because that's a rabbit hole you can get into in film, but everything else, you have my time, you have whatever you need for me. And I don't know what... what, That's
1: what you need. That's what you
0: need from the people that you, you know, gather around. Yeah. And and you work with an entire group of people that are like that, that Mm, everybody's just committed. Yeah, most of the time. Mm. Most of the time. And and it's funny because, yeah, I mean, Ed's pointing out that everybody has problems on set. um, And I think that's unavoidable. Maybe it's because I work... You know, in, in the corporate world, that that's very much part of life. You are have some people you work with that you like, and some people that you don't like. Mm. And so, when we talk about the big union and the circle of trust, everyone thinks that the entire the entire thing is going to be that way. Right. But it's you know, be wary of sound guys. Sound guys are always grumpy. <laughs> grumpy sound guys. It's and like,
1: he says that because I am a sound guy.
0: Well, no, but it's the urban myth. It's like they they all say it on set. They're like, sound guys are always so grumpy. And to be fair, the ones you meet. You know they do seem kind of grumpy, but I think it's because their jobs a bit grumpy. I found them to be um, eccentric. Eccentric. That's so, how I would describe so, them. But guys. that's what I mean. Like, and we have those types of people in the corporate world as well. And mm. it's like you're going to have to work with people that are difficult. Like that's you're going to have actors and actresses. You, Jesus, you know, like right. But if everyone's kind of rowing in the same direction, if everyone's giving the and same, and that's passion, the job. That is why we have this. An independent film. That is the hardest part. You are the startup kings, guys. You are the You know, CEO bitches, just like in Facebook. That's you. Okay. And that's why it's so scary. You don't have department heads. You don't have big sets. You've got you. And you've got to be able to rope everybody in. And so that's why it's actually crucial to be like Ed is and more like Ed is than I am. You have to learn to work with people that are gonna be eccentric, that are gonna be odd, they're gonna be difficult. Why? Because there's no other choice. And you're gonna need somebody to do it. And you know what? Those people are still good people, man. They still want to make a film. It's just they're going to have their airs and graces about it. Mm -hmm. So... You know, word of caution because God knows there's a lot of ego, and I don't understand where the ego comes from in indie filmmaking. You know what I mean? We Make will it. one day
1: do a podcast, probably completely on, on that, ego because
0: so, yeah. we've seen it. You, you, you know, he's been even fight- even like at our level, and I'm bad. So. Like there was a, there was this one time at Fright Fest, and Ed was there for part of it, and Katie was there for the other parts, and it just there was this one particular dude. He had like a short film that went, and I just didn't. He was so like. He's like, I am about my film. So now at least I have complete sympathy for you, dude. And I was a jerk back then, but he had like this outfit on. It was, oh, it was so cool. And I was like, oh man, can you just like watch your film, man? Like, why you gotta be such a, such a, like, like like that about it, you know? Like, cause most of us are all like there in like hoodies and looking like we haven't shaved in five days, you know, like, it's yeah. yeah. so just shitty. Anyways, I think we're going to wrap up there, guys. Thank you very much for awesome. coming back for deadlines Part 2. It's very late, and Ed is about to pass out here. I am getting very tired, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I, I don't stay up this late with you, Jason. <laughs> you, you and your lack of sleep. I know. So, i still got some Luke Cage to watch tonight, guys. So, oh, that's crazy. Uh, all right, my good man. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Please remember to check us out on SoundCloud or another podcast. Or please um, also visit the website, www.victoriaproductions.com. Also social media sites. I won't go all into them again because in the beginning, but please uh, check us out. We love you and we'll check you next time for uh Ex Machina. There we go. That's how tired I am. Ex Machina. What are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? Thank you so much. Bye bye.